Aww. Becky, Becky and Cam hotline. <laughs> Hi, hurry up. This is Becky speaking. Cam is also on the line. What's your problem? Hi there. Becky and Cam hotline. Okay, look, we're in the studio by ourselves today. Blake has decided that he's too good for us today. Yeah, he's fucked off. And he's fucked off and left us to our own devices. Like two apes in a control room. We don't know what we're doing. Okay, we're pulling out cords. Yeah. Throwing shit around. We're fucking pulling fleas out of each other's fur, chewing on them absentmindedly. Blowing bubbles. Yeah. Flinging, flinging, flying, swinging, laying, <laughs> you know, stinking. stinking it's it just all. classic zoo over here. We don't know what we're doing. Blake, if you're listening, and I assume you are because you're editing this episode, and don't, help, don't help us out. Yeah, don't do this to us again. Okay, because we go full monkey mode. <laughs> We're in full <laughs> monkey mode now, Blake, and we don't know what to do. We are just sort of the vessels for mm. this show. We're not like sitting at the computer beep or beep controlling it and stuff you (laughs) know we need to be guided by you we need you there to help us to set up to tell us that things are rolling right becky can't stop looking at the computer that we're recording even but look at the red see red means we're recording what do you mean it's It's titchy titchy, tiny usually it's big and strong yeah because you can blow it up using the magnifying glass but i don't know how to do it (laughs) that's why i'm that's why i'm yelling at blake now okay so stop looking at it (laughs) engage with me can't help it you're you're on edge at the moment though. Oh, I didn't You're not sleep sleeping. Well. You've got shit going on. Okay, well, I want to talk about this. Oh, wait, I need to turn my microphone off. Good lord, why can't you do this stuff before we start? This is why we need Blake I, I, here. I know. I I just I please Blake don't, yeah, please the, don't yell at me. Blake says please don't yell at levels. me. Blake keeps us to task. Cameron, seriously, I'm really fragile at the moment. All right, what's going on now? <laughs> This sounds like a joke and it sounds crazy and I know it sounds crazy, but the last week or maybe even over a week, fuck this fucking microphone. It's always because <laughs> you're fiddling around with it so much. Because I have to. I can sense. We need Blake. <laughs> What's going on? Okay. The last like week or so, over a series of nights, there were a few things that happened that I didn't. Like, it didn't register to me because I'm so not that person who's looking for Supernatural. Oh, my God. Okay. But, but there was one night, <laughs> I know, and, like, Chris was out. All right. Sorry. I'm know, just settling know, into I know, what. I know, I know. And, like, I hate even being this person. Like, I would end a friendship over this. <laughs> but it, no, Chris was out one night and as I was lying there trying to get to sleep, mm-hmm. I heard knocking in the bathroom door and... Yeah, like which that. isn't a big deal. Like I was like, maybe the cat is tapping on some. I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't. Could be a neighbor. Yeah, I mean, it did feel close. Wanting to a cup of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little weird. And then, like, I remember, like, the last couple of nights before that, I'd felt like someone was tugging at my hair during the night. Yeah, like just as I'm going to sleep, I felt like a sharp tugging of my hair, and I just kept being like, oh, I like, think he was a bug, or hmm. and like, I'd think it was the cat, but it wasn't near me. But didn't really think about it. And then on this night, I heard breathing in my ear. Like. How close? Really close. And it wasn't, there wasn't anyone around. There's no other. Anyway, even then, I like, we're so, I feel like we've become so deadened to um, 
news and crazy events that like <laughs> even then I was just kind of shrugged it off, like forgot to think about you it. You went, oh, classic 2022. Yeah. <laughs> Case numbers rising. Yeah, breathing I, in my ear, of course. Totally. I just, I don't know. I assumed it was something. <laughs> anyway, the next night after that happened again. The hair pulling. What? So, what do you mean? What? Describe this feeling it's to a, me. Just of your hair being pulled, like, like little hard strands being or just. Yeah, like hard, not not painful, yanking, but, but like someone's. Yeah, just, it's it's it was almost like a bug was, but it wasn't. It was a bit stronger than that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then something grabbed my hand. I, pr- I swear, it's, it was a pressure. Like, it felt like someone grabbed my hand, but there was nothing there. Anyway, again, <sighs> such a crazy year. It literally slips my mind. <laughs> and I'm like, I remember being like, you've got to tell Chris, you've got to tell Chris, um, but just forgot to. And then it happened again. Um, two nights ago, I woke up and I felt like there was something, it almost felt like it was in me. Like, I felt this pressure in my body, but it didn't feel like my body. Anyway, I, hang on. What do you mean? It was like a pressure. Like so, at first, I was like, it was like something was sitting on me, like pushing down on you, sort of. But then but I from felt, inside, sort of. Well, it felt like this pressure. But then, uh, as time went on, I didn't feel like me. I felt like someone else experiencing their body. Come on, are you just retroactively no, 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 thinking no. this, or that's how you time. felt in the moment? Yeah, and then I like sprung up because Chris was watching TV, and I was like, I'm going to tell him now. So mm. I went into the. He's a night owl. He's still up. He's still up. Won't go yeah. to bed. Normal times. <laughs> something that annoys me. Anyway, not the point of the story, but just something I've... <laughs> something I'd like to throw in there. Um, but he... I expected to go in and to, to say this and to be met with, like, the same thing mm. I would do to someone where mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Anyway, I, start, I said it all and he was like, oh, no. And I was like, what? And he's like, I just... It's been happening to me, too. And, and I'm like, what? And he said that um, he's had it too, but it's been grabbing his ass. <laughs> yeah, this is. See, you you mentioned that to me the other day that Chris feels like there's a ghost grabbing his ass, and <laughs> it's like all the other stuff is so scary, like grabbing a wrist, I, I or like you can feel it's inside your body, experiencing your body, tugging on your hair, knocking, breathing in your ear. And then all that, all that fear and tension I know. just goes away when I think of it like cheekily grabbing your boyfriend on the butt. Well, I do get a cheeky sense from whoever this is. So you're telling me that you think it's like a cheeky, impish spirit. Because I don't feel in danger. Like, I'm not scared of it. It, it kind of seems like a slut. A slut? <laughs> Why? Because it's grabbing your boyfriend yeah. on the ass? Right? Does she have? <laughs> How do you know it's a she? Could be gay guy. Yeah, it could be gay guy slot. Gay guy or a slot or a female slot. Yeah, or yeah, gay guy, female <laughs> slot, or just like one of the boys that likes to slap True, boys on the but ass. It's and... not slapping; it's grabbing. <laughs> it's having a grope. Yeah. So, what is he when he explains to you what he feels? Well, I get it because it was the same with the hand and the wrist. But he's been feeling it on his ass. Yeah, while he's sleeping on his stomach or something. Yeah. Ass exposed. Or like to your side. Yeah. You know, there's lots of ways your ass can be exposed. <laughs> this anyway, is why I strange. always sleep on my back with my <laughs> anus pressed firmly to the mattress. <laughs> so, and what I else has know. he been experiencing? He just sort of said that and I think a bit of hair pulling and stuff. Pulling his hair too? Yeah. All right, this thing is a slut. I know. 
You got a slutty poltergeist. It's so weird. Like, what does it? Yeah, like little poltergeist. Well, have you spoken to anyone else in the building about whether they've experienced anything or if no, they No, because know? I've got issues in the building. Everyone's trying to bring me into their drama. Mm, and now you'd be that person yeah, for them. Yeah. You'd be going, hey, I can't take this on right now. I have a ghost. But I have a ghost in my apartment. <laughs> I don't think it wants to harm me. And it hasn't been back the past night or two. Do you think that by acknowledging it, it'll sort of go away? Maybe. But I'll let, I'll let you know. Mm. I never thought this would happen to me because I like even though I believe in lots of things and I'm spiritually open to all all things, mm-hmm. the the ghost and the motif around haunted things to me seems very hack and basic. You know, it's sure, like yeah, you, you yeah, go yeah. to the Easter show, there's a fucking haunted house. I'm yeah. like, so I don't. Well, really- they've turned it into a frivolity. Yeah, they've turned a very serious uh, spectral event into yes. fun and games, like a little sheet over your yeah. head with eye holes cut out, and totally. And it's always like it represented in the same like way, like eighteen hundreds gowns. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't believe this ghost is from the eighteen hundreds. Did you? I think she's a slut in trouble. <laughs> she hasn't been able to cross over. She's a troubled slut, she's and a she needs slut. she needs out. She's from Bondi. She she's to, lost her way. She needs to cross over. <laughs> She's come to Kuji. So we need to help this troubled slut. If there are any... <laughs> I love that I'm like, she needs help, not me. The person experiencing their ghost. Okay, this ghost is fucking weird. <laughs> this ghost is acting really weird. I don't know. Yeah, maybe she just like... I don't really... Believe me. ...have never... I've never really believed in this stuff either, but... And I've said this to you before, but I'm scared of it. Right. And I think it's the idea of the unknown, the idea of the unseeable that is around us all the time that scares me. Mm. I remember seeing that movie, The Others. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Nicole Kidman movie? Yeah. Where it's set in the olden days Mm. and she lives in this mansion with her kids or whatever and there's spirit around them. There's like a really menacing spirit. Yeah. And it's haunting them. Mm. And then... The twist, sorry to everyone who hasn't seen the others, is that they are in fact the ghosts yeah. and they are haunting a mm. modern family. Mm. And I always found that very scary because that implied to me that they don't know that they're dead and they think that we're a weird thing that's intruding on their world. Yeah, so they're trying to be like, get out. They're trying to like scare us away. They're going like, fuck yeah. off, there's something weird in my bed. And they're like pushing at you and right. pulling at you and so being like. So she's a slut that's like. <laughs> There's these two ghosts trying to fuck me. <laughs> she's so maybe I'm she's gonna... not a slut. Maybe she's like, I'm there's these two horny couple in my bed <laughs> and I just want them out of here. Yeah, maybe. So that scares me and also my wife believes in this shit. Yeah. I remember well, when she first told me she believed in it mm. when we were pretty new to dating and she told me a story about doing a Ouija board and like some shit happening like a fucking whatever, a candle fell over and a glass shattered. Mm. And I just remember listening to it and thinking like, God, I'm just going to have to put up with this lying <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah, Ouija boards are a lie. <laughs> I I believe in it all because it's like the way life rep- like looks so much like data or like technology. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's the same as like when you go to open a file and there's nothing in there but it's still there. Mm-hmm. Like I think the energy of being alive and like if matter is just recycling, mm-hmm. like we take up form and then there must be residual energy 
that's a that's the way that I can wrap my head around yeah. it too. And and, and I know, don't think that's so crazy. Like I think that's pretty. And sometimes people interpret that residual energy as spirits or dar- or like mm. hauntings or whatever the fuck. But but other times it takes form as like ideas that are shared across the world. Yeah, you know, like like every technological leap that has happened in the last like five decades or whatever always seems to happen at the same time and that's because I think there's ideas being bounced around. Or maybe they're being put into our heads. Maybe they're being put into our heads. Maybe ideas are just technology, like where the meat people who do it, but aliens are like, okay, this idea can happen now and it's a part of the advancement of our society. Okay, are we this type of show now? Uh, Maybe. All right, let's (laughs) ditch the hotline angle and now we're just going to be mainly us talking about ghosts ghosts and aliens and... (laughs) And telepathy and, and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what can we do to help you with this ghost problem? Um, Just just believe me. Mm. Believe women mm. when they tell you about their ghosts. And men when yeah. they're being groped on the ass. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll keep you updated. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, part of me is like once a ghost comes, then when it goes away, you feel rejected. You're really? like, what? Like, Was I not interesting enough? Yeah. Or... But maybe that means she crossed over. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. We got to get this slut home to the kingdom, <laughs> kingdom thereafter. Oh yeah, or gay guy, or gay guy, <laughs> whoever it is. <laughs> get him over. To yeah. The kingdom about thou heaven. Keep us updated on that. That's I'm fucking so fascinated by. It. Okay, I will. But in the meantime, what if, oh my god, what if she was actually inhabiting my body right now and she's doing the pod? I'd be like... What would you think? Let's get her back more. <laughs> She's bringing a good energy. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So, so we can't we stay on the spectral plane for this no, entire that's okay. episode. that's okay. I'm happy to get back to real life. What um, have we got? Hit me. Hit all me. All right. Well, here's the deal. Blake is not here, so Wait. I'm going to be... I'm going to be playing the hotline calls okay. myself. Okay. All right. And this first one, they called 1-800-BECKY-CAM. That's our number. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows that. It's the most famous number Probably around at the moment. Yeah. And it costs us what? Up to a gazillion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere between $1,000, $2,000 a week to run. Yeah. But we do it with happy hearts and full eyes and clear minds. <laughs> Let's go to our first call. Hi, Cam. Hi, Becky. Um, I recently got quite the shock running into my ex-boyfriend who had completely reinvented himself. So we're talking like basketball shorts and dirty tee vibe to tucked in a belted indie shirt, white jeans and a really bad dyed blonde hair job. But the real kicker was the big heart shaped glasses he kept on his face past the sun going down. What does this all mean? Thank you so much for calling and for trusting us Mm. to discuss your ex and your past loves. It can be shocking when you see an ex reimagine themselves. Now, has this happened to you? Have you had? Have you gone out with a <clears throat> fella? Yes, actually, I I turned a fella completely around. You did. Yeah. You got him to reinvent himself during ah. your relationship. Uh, well, no. When I broke up with him, he so he was like he was this Pakistani guy, mm-hmm. lovely, just, you know, real. He did law. We studied law together. Mm-hmm. And I always forget you studied law. I know. It's crazy. In a way, I've reinvented myself. <laughs> you have such disregard for the law. I know, and I wasn't really engaged with it. I just sort of mm. turned up and like mm. was observing, sure. making my observations before going off and hitting the stage. 
Um, no, like, yeah, and he was from, like, pretty strict family and they all did – they pretty much all studied law. Mm. And then, like, we were dating and, like, you know, he would just wear, like, like you know, pink shorts and a V-neck T-shirt. <laughs> like, he was quite, like, mm. you know, like that – Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, JJ's. Really JJ's yeah, yeah, JJ's. Yeah, JJ's general pants. Yeah, yeah, great, but great. Like so mm. funny, so awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so then he came to Woodford Folk Festival with me, oh, and he brought no. his mum, and like I opened him up to this hippie lifestyle, <laughs> and then we broke the hippie up. Lifestyle. The hippie lifestyle. We all know it. <laughs> I introduced you to the hippie lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is like it's so funny to me that there's all these different sides of your personality that don't shine through that often, but when they do, they explain so much. Yeah. The law degree, the, the hippie, hippie lifestyle. lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So him and his mom and little brother came and like they, you know, and his mom like was Muslim, not fully practicing, but like you know, there was a strictness there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, her her mind was opened up and, like, suddenly their family pivoted and, like, was started to go against the dad. Oh, my God. And then we broke up because I was going overseas. And then we, I guess, like, it kind of devastated him. <laughs> and then he moved to Mexico and became a full hippie. Like, lived at this, um, he was, like, working at a, what's it called, when kids have no home. An orphanage? An orphanage. And he mm. was, like, killing chickens by hand and cooking them up and, like, going on crazy, <laughs> taking psychedelics. He lived in Berlin. He was living in, like, Mexico, like, for ages. Like, was just travelling. He has long hair now. He was living in Thailand doing, like, kickboxing. Wow. And he has, like, I don't know. like, And so he's fully still on that path. And you kicked he, him he, down the road a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. You said, hey, I, come to Woodford. Yeah. You square. Yeah. Studying law. I'm going to teach you about the world that I totally. Grew up oh, in. and we did acid. Like I taught, I taught him about acid. I hope you didn't give his mum acid. No, but I taught him about acid, and like he just pivoted off, and now he's like full hippie. So that that story, <laughs> I think you take some pride or some joy in that transformation. <laughs> well, it's not. It's an interest. I'm interested in it. I don't take pride or joy. I reckon it's on some level you must be like. That was I changed that guy's life, <laughs> yeah. and that's that's nice. I guess, especially yeah. if he's working in that sort of area where he's helping disadvantaged children. Yeah, there must be a part of you that thinks he wouldn't have done that <laughs> if it wasn't for me. He would have just been a fucking corporate lawyer yes, in Brisbane. Man. Yeah, wearing yeah. the suit and doing the fucking cocaine. And- he did go too far though. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Of course. Like when I saw him again, he was eating rags. And- yeah. You go. Yeah. I mean, not eating rags. He was wearing rags. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't had my coffee. <laughs> Like yeah, when I last saw him, he was eating rags and <laughs> dirt and stuff. Eating rags and so maybe, shitting in the street. Maybe he did go too far. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have given him that half tab. <laughs> but you, but this but is yeah, a, this is different. It's this relatable is... to our our caller, but yours is a bit different yes. because you guided them down the path. Yeah, but yeah, to see someone just all of a sudden like go and get a new wardrobe. Mm, mm. Are you sure he wasn't coming from a? A dress-up party? I mean, yeah, because you just described him as wearing all white and heart-shaped glasses. Maybe it was at like some dipshit 60s-themed. But then I can also imagine like a Bondi-y type guy wearing the Mm. white jeans and the T-shirts. I'm a bit fascinated by the what happens in your 20s. I assume this caller is, is in her 20s. 
um, where you do not everyone does, but some people can really wildly swing between mm. looks while they're trying to land on who they are. Well, even our friend, <laughs> our friend Jerry. Yeah. He had a few strong looks. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Leather jacket, yeah, leather slicked ja- back hair. Yeah. And to the- be fair, I also tried that look. Oh, you did? Um, the puff, you had like a quiff. Yeah, yeah, I've tried that. <laughs> okay. Cameron had a quiff. You try a few things <laughs> when you're in your early 20s. <laughs> And you, you're following We've the trends. We've never talked about the fact that you had a that you had a quip. <laughs> there's a lot of photo evidence of it. That's the fucked up thing is that there's we are now of a time where if you tried something once yeah. and someone took a photo, yeah. that's just there. Or if you went on national television, or if you went on TV, for example, like I did. With a quiff and a leather jacket. Um, (laughs) We all try things and you're trying to land Mm. on who you are. And it's possible that your ex was trying trying something new and they'll find their way back or they're in the middle of um, full-blown psychosis. (laughs) Transformation, you know, like maybe there's going to be a few more different Mm. looks before they land on who they are. And especially at that age, if you're a dude, and there aren't many choices for you fashion-wise, yeah. you do sometimes take a big, bold swing in order to stand mm, out. You're like, maybe I'm this guy. You're like, maybe people will be interested in me if I'm wearing the heart-shaped sunglasses. Totally. We need more role med- models for men. There aren't To show them many. how to explore their identity. I, Truly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. Because uh, for dudes, white <clears throat> dudes especially, you know, we have it tough. <laughs> but white dudes, when it comes yeah. to fashion, there aren't many... Yeah. People to look at. <clears throat> Absolutely. You, you can look at like, you can go to the past and look at like 60s icons mm. or 70s icons if you want. But modern day, who is there? Fucking Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill are like, <laughs> they're, the, they're the fashion icons for like streetwear yeah. for white guys. I guess. But I guess there's, and there's also like who you, it's like, do I be a footy shorts? Yes. And like, you know, just like plain guy or do I be like. Yeah. Am um, I basics? Am I like yeah. party shirts? Or am I. Going and getting going to general pants and getting like yeah street yeah I mean it's it is hard to see like how to um, express who you are through fashion as a man I think I've been watching Queer Eye the new season of Queer Eye mm. I hadn't watched Queer Eye in a few seasons I think I watched the first season I really liked it and then I took some time off anyway I've caught up and I think that it would be really handy to have a stylist mm. like the guy on the show Tan who has his own look that I think mm. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but but he knows what looks good on people. I think it would be sick. There mm. should be a system out there that employs st- maybe the government <laughs> sets it up. It's like Centrelink. Yeah. But it's just stylists Stylist. for clueless guys that don't quite know totally. what their look is. Maybe we could do it. You think? Maybe. I, when I was watching Actually, the I show, be that good. I think we'd be really bad at dealing with other people's um like houses and stuff. I would be like, ew. Yeah, because it's like you, they walk into these houses and they're so polite about mm. the state of them. Our eyes would betray us. <laughs> yeah. I think we'd walk in and be like, Jesus Christ, are you fucking serious? Why would You're you? You're an animal man. Yeah, with the fucking, there's a mattress on the wall and shit. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, but I reckon there needs to be some sort of government sponsored mm. thing and it could employ young creatives to like you yeah. know the young queer scene they go in they get a job <laughs> at this this government based stylist job and then fellas like me and your ex yeah. can show up 
and the stylist will say, all right, let's look at your case file. Let's see what you're into. Totally. Unless I, I would be interested to know like if they ended on good terms, whether he broke up with her or she broke up with him. I'm getting the sense mm. that she broke up with him because she's now worried for him. There's a sense of like what is going on. Hmm. Don't you reckon? So you, th- you think her concern comes from the fact that she had power in the breakup. Yeah, because I think it's embarrassing when you see them doing something like this. You get embarrassed for them. At least if they dumped you, you can look at them and go, yeah, and be oh like, my what a God. fucking loser. Yeah, but instead you're looking back at the one that you dumped and going, shit, yeah, why was shit. Uh, everyone knows I was right with now? that guy. Yeah. Yeah, you get embarrassed. Like I've been embarrassed retroactively about hmm. people you've dated. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, look. Yeah, what can we do? All we can do, I think, is say it's he's not got, your it's problem. not you, it's not your problem, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault and <laughs> he's going through a metamorphosis that will happen to a um young guy in the totally. city. And perhaps he has just done some acid <laughs> and that's why he's got the the hard glasses on. It's going to be interesting because you might run into him again in a year and he looks different again and then a year later and then eventually yeah, he might be a woman. Yeah, it might be a woman and then eventually you'll you'll probably run into them and they'll just be wearing normal clothes and yeah. they'll just have like a normal partner yeah. and maybe a kid and all this shit will be behind them. Totally. Yeah. And, yeah, just just don't worry about it too much. Yeah. let them fo- Instead of focusing on them, focus on you. Yes. And, let's, and let's, what you're going to wear. Yeah, and what you're going to look because good in. Because we've been watching you and we yeah. think you need a lot of help. I have a Sorry, lot of but opinions. those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Yeah, you can't pick up a stone. What were you thinking, that romper? Yeah, I have a lot of opinions on what women should and shouldn't wear. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, I mean, that's why I send you that daily email mm. telling you what I think you should yeah. pop on before you come over. Yeah. Yeah, and I've noticed you haven't been following. Well, it's ridiculous. Well, the first the first time I'm on the list is often G-string. I probably don't need to say that. You start with G-string? Yeah, I go G-banger, pasties. <laughs> you say put on some fake tan. Yep. And um, moisturize. Yep. A top hat. <laughs> a little bow tie and not much else. <laughs> and I say, Cameron, this is really fucked up. Like, this is really inappropriate. You're married and mm. you know my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you go, worth a try. <laughs> can't blame a fella for trying. <laughs> no, just focus on you. Like, fuck, fuck it. Yeah. He's in the past. And, I mean, whatever. He sounds dumb. White jeans. Come on. I know. I, he better be under 25. There's people. Yeah, he's, I think he is. There's. Mm. People that think they're pulling off white jeans and everyone's impressed, we're not impressed. Honey, you're either two types of people. People who think they're pulling off white jeans mm. and people who know that you just ain't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You could get a job on Queer Eye. Yeah. With shit like that coming out of your mouth, yeah, that's good. I know. Uh, thank you so much for calling. Focus on you. Focus on you. Forget and the past. Never look back. Fashion fades. Yeah. Class mm. remains. Oh that's my God. Really I'm like good. a poet right That's now. really good. Fashion fades, class, class remains. remains. Fuck. Fuck, that's good. Fuck. Fuck, write that down. All right, I am. Quick. Okay. All right, let's go to our next call. Hi, my name's John. Long-time call- listener, first-time caller. Um, I have this thing where I just I just like to piss in sinks, um, whether it be my friends, my relatives, my girlfriends, and I'm constantly scared that I'll get caught. My friends make fun of me because they've caught me a couple of times. And I'm seeing this new girl and I don't, I don't know what to do. Should I get it over and done with while she's, you know, 
not looking or should I really try to confront the soul of the problem? Um, thanks. See you both. This is really interesting. I, I find it really fascinating that some people who've been listening to us for a little while feel safe to open up mm. about what I think, quite frankly, is a really fucked up, disgusting issue that they have. Don't be too mean to him. I'm not being too mean, but, like, you piss in sinks. I don't see the problem. What do you mean you don't see the problem? Urine's actually more sterile than tap water. Oh, this psycho talk. <laughs> it's people that say shit like that that are, no wonder you're sending fucking dudes off to <laughs> live in Mexico. <laughs> You know, urine is basically just like tears. It's just like salty Whoa. and it's, you know, we could... It's not bad. It's fucking gr- pissing in a sink. <laughs> and like I've... If, I, if they're aiming for the drain hole, it's none. It's no harm, no foul. No, 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 no. I mean, fuck. Like I think it's really, again, I think it's very cool and very brave that you trust us to open up to us with stuff like that. And you told us your name, John. 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 I, I now know that a guy called John... Mm. pisses in his girlfriend's sink. I'm like this, I'm not judging you. I am judging you. you. I'm judging you. But you're all hot. I'm judging you, John. Two hands in the air. But having said that, thank you. Thank you for opening up to me. Now back to the judgment. Um, Can you not do, can you not do this? Why? Because it's gross. Like here's what I'm thinking. Bathroom sink. Yeah. Okay. There's a toilet already there. Yeah. To the left. And then there's also a shower or a bath, and then there's the sink. Yeah, but it's a you secret. A it's of, a secret. And there's often a drain on the floor. He's doing it as a secret. There's yes, but how about this? Just if you need to piss down a plug hole because that's your thing, just <laughs> unscrew the one on the floor. Why is that okay? And like and lay <laughs> lay flat down on it, planking style, and, and put your penis down the hole yeah. and just piss down that hole. What do you think about peeing in the shower? I don't like it. Really? But I also understand that it's. It's done. Do you not do it? I don't do it. Are you serious? Why would I do it? Because it's like you're already. There's all a toilet wet. right there. Yeah, but you're all wet and warm, and then you just like wee. I are you serious? I piss I before I go you. into the shower. That, well, that's just a waste of water. Oh, so now I'm an anti-environmentalist because yeah. I don't piss in the shower because yeah, I was raised with decorum and weren't. grace you, and class. You, you weren't raised class with decorum. Class remains. <laughs> Okay, you're uptight. You need to loosen up a bit. I'm not, I'm not saying I've never pissed in a shower, but I don't make a habit of it. It's the place to do it's it. It's not the place to do it. it. Is. It's a fucking shower where you wash your body and you cleanse yeah, your and soul. And urine is really clean. Oh my god! And it go. It all goes down the drain. I've no. I know. I've seen the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> it's all pipes. I know, but. My and it problem, feels good. I, I don't know if it does. It does. You it need feels, to loosen you're up. You're pissing all of your legs and stuff. What other things do you deny yourself? Like what other pleasures? I've told. To- here's the things I don't do. I don't um, bite my nails. <sighs> I've never bitten my nails. I love biting my nails. I hate that. I think it's fucking gross. Okay. Um, I do not piss in the shower. Obviously, I don't fart. Loudly in front of my partner. Yeah. Do you don't pick at your toenails? No, never. No. Do you? I do sometimes pick my nose. Yeah, that's. Okay. I find that to be enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that has brought me. So that has brought me joy. some pleasure throughout my time. <laughs> um, but I think that like 
Okay, but here's back to the bathroom sink thing, okay? Because mm. here's what I'm visualizing. He goes to his girlfriend, I'm, I'm going to go to the toilet. She, and then he's like, first of all, he's sneaky because he, he knows that he's not actually going to the toilet. He's going just to the bathroom. Well, to, it's like, that's her fault if she doesn't know what going to the toilet for him means. But it's sneaky on his behalf. Yeah. And then he gets in there, he's pissing in the sink, and the way I'm visualising it is there's like toothbrushes up on top of the sink and like hand yeah, soap and a, maybe like a touching. scrunchie and shit like that. I oh, trust he's not spraying it all around. He's the direct. Human, the closer the tip of the penis is to the drain, you can have way more control. He's You're not actually, getting his dick right up to the drain. I think he's a tall man. I, I don't see him that way. I see him rather short and stocky. <laughs> I see him as rather tall. And he's pissing. He's having to step back a bit to get to be able to reach no, over the rim. No, that's not what he's doing. And the piss is is like careening up and down the bowl. No, that's and not what it is. And like little dots is hitting the mirror. No, John, can you please call back? What I see is... You see a really tall man really who tall gently guy. lowers his dick into the sink. Yeah, and has a firm grasp and is really guiding that urine directly into where it needs that's to not be. What he's doing. Because I think maybe the toilet, it's like the piss, the, the, the distance between the toilet bowl and the piss, it gives it so much room for error. And splish and splashing. That, that is where the or is he like, just aim... he's, feeding, he's practically feeding the drain. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> see that that way. And also, I think that as a man, you are trained and you take some pride in your precision and your aim well, of your urine stream. A lot, a lot of men are letting us down. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's this, there's a way to do it, and you hit the back of the bowl. You don't hit the water, and it it becomes a natural waterfall. There's... And it. <laughs> That flows gently into the bowl. There must be a phenomenon because I've heard about this before. (laughs) With what? Pissing in the sink. I think it's something about getting away with it and it being something that people don't know you're doing. I've always heard of it but attributed to laziness. Like I was, I couldn't be bothered going into the bathroom or I was sleeping on the lounge and I... Or I was, mm. you know, watching TV on the lounge and then I got up and pissed in the kitchen sink or whatever. Right. It's also gross to me. People wash their faces in their sink. Yeah, but they're touching the tap and the water. They're not really touching the bowl the, of the sink. Yeah, but the water is in the bowl. No. And that is where your piss was. No, because people use running water. I don't Like, st- if I everyone just like does the way things the way I see. So, you're t- <laughs> hang on, are you telling me that you would piss in the sink if you had a penis? If I had a penis, I wouldn't be. Oh, no, I, no, like, I'd probably just do normal. Mm. But I get the compulsion. I get it. Because I do things that are disgusting, but I can justify them in my head. Okay, like what? Like, sometimes I floss my teeth and then I leave the string just next to me <laughs> in the bed. And my boyfriend in gets bed, really in crazy. bed. You're not even doing it in the bathroom. No. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong? I would, I would also go crazy at that. That would drive me fucking mental. And I also put chewing gum on the headboard. No, 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 no. That's so gross. They're both so gross. I know, but I'm like, I'll get to it when I have the time. Yuck! You have the time. You always have the time. You I just don't. get up and put it in the bin. I don't. This drives me crazy at home. We've got one of those in our bathroom (laughs) sink. We've got one of those like built-in metal plug things that you push down to plug. Yeah, so it's like a shiny metal Mm -hmm. and I like it shiny and it's like clean and (laughs) everything. I bet I know. Alex, when she's brushing her teeth, spits her toothpaste directly onto that metal thing and doesn't wash it down. And so I come in and there's like just hardened 
toothpaste That's on annoying. it and blo- and frothy. And I, I go psycho. <laughs> I'm like, you can't do this. It's cl- It's supposed to look clean and nice and shiny. And uh, like this is, it's not a target. You're so uptight. I'm not uptight. I just enjoy you living in a clean space because when you are in a clean space, you're clean of mind and you're focused. You know what? You and I need to drop a full tab of acid and actually t- and pull apart. No, we don't. Who you are. No, because I'll fucking move to Mexico with this motherfucking ex of yours. <laughs> I can't. You, you, you're very uptight. You need to get a massage and. I'm just... not uptight. Yeah. I'm not uptight. There's a difference between being wanting to be in a clean environment. Well, I want our callers to feel that they can call up and divulge their deepest, darkest secrets. I want them to as and well. And I don't want them to have to face some fuddy-duddy. I'm not a fuddy-duddy. I'm not. <laughs> you I'm are. very hip. I'm very happening. You're not. I am, but... You've broken I'm hip. S- all I'm saying is... <laughs> all I'm saying is... I also love that they feel like they can open up to us. I think okay. it's beautiful. I think it's special. I think that we provide an outlet for certain people to remain semi-anonymous and tell us their problems. And all of this is bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. But if you cannot back it up with no, some empathy and understanding. I am being empathetic. I'm one of the most empathetic comedians on the market. Mm. But I will say we never said anywhere on this show that we weren't going to judge. And every yeah. now and then you need to get some tough love. And I'm giving you tough love. Stop pissing in the sink. Start pissing in the toilet. Treat your girlfriend's home with respect. Okay. And she will treat yours with respect. All right. Do I, guess, I guess I have to. <laughs> as they will do to you. Fashion fades. Oh, class remains. <laughs> I think I probably do have to back you up. Like if you are aware of it, just just stay with the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I get it and I don't judge you and I know we all do stuff that's like, you know, you can't explain it. We all have impulses. It's it's our way of, you know, having rebellion. We're living in such a censored world, you know, we're Mm. not allowed to say anything. We're not allowed to – you have to be so careful about what you say to certain people. Everyone's so sensitive Uh that when you – in your home you feel like you can do these little radical acts of like disgusting Mm. things that no one's allowed to know about Mm -hmm. or like have an opinion on and you're Mm. like, yep, I'm still free. And so it's it's this, you know, I get it. I understand. But I probably do agree with Cameron where it's like if you're at your girlfriend's place and stuff, like just just, just rein it in because you, you do have to rein it in um, because you do, that's how you become a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because if you're just letting that slide, yeah. you know, yeah, it's a 10, slip. 20 years down the line, you're, you're like, hey, Becky and Cam, I'm addicted to shitting on a plate in my kitchen. Yeah, and making my girlfriend eat it. <laughs> And we're like, we can't, you've gone too far. I know. And I was with you and you have to remember that I was with you. Yeah, Becky was with but you. But I won't be with you throughout your whole journey. She won't be there for the shit on the plate. No. So if you, yes, try the toilet, see how, see if you like it, <laughs> try it on for size. But if you need to piss down a drain, I will, I will accept a shower. Okay. I'll accept the shower and I will I accept. I encourage a shower. I think there's nothing wrong with it. It's where pee is supposed to go. You're relaxing. You, what ultimate relaxation? Hot water hitting your back, pee coming out of your pussy or penis. Jesus. It's so good. <laughs> it's good. It actually sterilizes the floor. Oh, it I does. Hate, I hate when people talk about using urine as sterile. Like it's just such a cop out. 
It doesn't. It's actually sterile. And it's Shut like, up. And it stinks. You, you, <laughs> it stinks like piss. Yes. The shower starts to stink like piss. It doesn't. And there's steam and all the hot piss smell rises and then your partner walks in and goes, why does it smell like a cloud well, of piss your, in your here? Your pee shouldn't be smelling like that until well, you I say, doesn't. are you still drinking your I'm, water? I'm not drinking as much, but I am drinking my water. So let's stop talking about my piss. Okay. It's not my piss. I piss in the toilet. Kiss my piss. Kiss my piss. Kiss. I put it in the toilet. All right. Okay. Anyway, thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. Um, good luck with it. And let us know. Can you call back and let us know, like, what if it's what I say or if it's what Cam says? Okay, bye. Next call. Hey, Becky and Cam. I was just listening to the new podcast where Becky was talking about the story her dad told her about sprinkling salt on the pigeon's tail and they won't be able to fly. It reminded me of my brother-in-law telling my sister-in-law when they were kids that the reason the ocean is so salty is because the Titanic was carrying heaps of salt and when it sunk, all the salt went in the ocean. And when she was 16 and they were talking about why the ocean was salty in class, she put her hand up and said that. Anyway, that's all I got. Have fun, guys. Bye. Okay, so the year is 1997. I'm wearing a cute little, like, dress. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got flowers on it. It's pink. Yeah. And I'm wearing some little loafers and I've got a little handbag and I've just bought some popcorn and a large drink to share. All right. I am wearing um, brown pants, slacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got a um, white singlet on. <laughs> Tucked in. Okay. And then I'm wearing an open, like, party shirt, like Hawaiian shirt. Like, I've just seen Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and my hair is floppy in the manner of, of uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio Dick. or one of those sorts yeah. of... And I have the, the sort of elfish good looks of Claire Day. Yeah. And it's 1997 and we're going on a date to see James Cameron's Titanic in cinema and we're just sitting down in the movies right now. Okay. <clears throat> I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. I think- want. I wonder if it's going to be historically accurate. <laughs> yeah, I think it will be mostly, but with a bit of drama. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to uh, touch on the um, the like salt um, debacle. What do you mean? Oh, I went. I was saying. I wonder if, like, in this film, there's going to be a scene where they kind of deal with the with the salt cargo. That was- oh, yeah, but I mean, what do you mean? Like, they they're not. It wasn't a cargo ship. It was a passenger. I know it was it was a passenger vessel, but it had a cargo hold um, in the stern or the hull of the boat that was filled with the largest amount of salt that had ever been compiled by human beings. I don't think so. Yeah, it's true. It's not true. That's true. And no, because it's not because I um I'm on the spectrum and I know everything about Titanic. Well, that's interesting. You should and say I've that because that. we've never. I don't even think we have the language. <laughs> To describe the spectrum yet in 1997. I'm early days. Okay, so you're like part of... They just know something's up. They know something's <laughs> up. I'm learning a lot about specific things. So then you can probably confirm then that the Titanic, whilst being a passenger vessel on its maiden voyage, <laughs> was also carrying the largest amount of salt no. to ever be transported across oceans. Why are you saying this? And when it sank... When the boat sank, all yeah. the salt dispersed into the ocean and that's why we still get salty water in the ocean to this day. Are you serious? That's what I know. That's the How do you know that? From Who? My past when I was a when child. When did your dad tell you this? My dad sat me down. And told you about why the sea is salty. Yeah, he said the sea's salty. 
Huh. For this reason, Titanic and the said oh, the thing. No, that I just see salt because of minerals. What do you mean? The Earth's. Well, you know what? I don't even really know why the sea is salty. It's to do. But with it's the, not to do with Titanic. It's not to do with the Titanic. No, no, because the sea was always salty. So what? So the, my dad was lying. Yeah, like sometimes parents tell kids dumb lies just to fuck around. But like, yeah. What? Uh, but why? Why would parents do that to their children? Because, I don't know, like it's kind of fun to watch a little kid believe in something. Maybe he was around friends and he was like, watch this, watch what I can do, watch how I can trick my child. But but I trusted him. I know, that, and that's a huge part of it. But it's about learning, for a child, it's about learning to figure out who you can and can't trust. And it's about using um, a critical mind on information that's presented to you. But this has really shaken me. Like I've grown up idolizing my father and thinking of him as a genius. You can still idolize him. I can't because he lied about the Titanic and the salt. Okay. This has actually really (laughs) put me in a tailspin. Well, do you want to leave? Because the movie's three hours long. So (sighs) either deal with the tailspin or leave. I guess I'm going to have to deal with the tailspin, but I'll tell you this. I'm never going to look at my father the same way again. Seriously? Yeah. I'm going to, next time I see my father, I'm going to bite my thumb at him, which is some, you're going to bite your thumb? Bite my thumb at him. It's what they did in um, Romeo and Juliet. Oh. They go, I bite my thumb at you. Oh, and it's yes, sort yes, of like yes. I haven't seen that. I, you haven't seen it? No. It's really good. Like okay. I dress like this because of that movie. Yeah. And that's why I'm here because I like Leo. So I'm like right. doing, the, doing the Leo double. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Could we just make this not a date? What do you mean? Could this just be friends? I've just, I've just realized I don't want it to be a date. What the hell? First my dad lies to me, now you dump me on the first date? Yeah, it's just the salt thing. I'm fully in a tailspin. I know, and you're going all red. Oh, God, I shouldn't have bought this big popcorn. (laughs) Are you allergic? (laughs) The salt is making me think about my dad and stuff. It's fucked up. All right, well, the movie's starting. If it makes you feel any better, Schindler's List was like, I'd been told that that didn't even happen all that. So, <laughs> yeah. Did your parents tell yeah. you that? Yeah, I think that's worse. Maybe that's yeah. a worse lie. They're like they've got some crazy opinions. Yeah, right. So. That does make me feel better. Okay. All right, let's watch the movie. Okay, as and, friends, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen. Could be lovers by the end of this not romantic really. story. I don't think so. We might. Kiss. I think I know what I want in a man, and it's not you. I think I know what I want in a woman, and it's proximity. Anyone who's nearby, that's good enough for me. Again, that's making me not want to be with you. I'm just going to kiss you. Okay, shh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scene. So, yeah, your parents um, or your brother-in-law's, sister-in-law's parents are fucked up. Every yeah. parent is fucked up. Lies are bad. Never lie. Never lie. Never lie in the hippie lifestyle. <laughs> Fashion. Feeds, but class remains. That's so true. Never lie in the hippie lifestyle. <laughs> this could be a new song. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Thanks for calling, guys. And thank you, everyone, for calling over this episode. Please keep calling. 1-800-BECKY-CAM. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. And I'm sorry I've been a bit tired. It's just because of the ghost. Yeah. And so I'm sorry really that I've been a little bit stressed. It's just that Blake wasn't here and I've been kind of looking at the screen and trying to. Yeah. But you were also stressed about other stuff. No, it was just that thing. Okay. Yeah. So. But you just said a few things before. 
No, 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 that wasn't that wasn't me. So thank you, everyone. Cameron actually screamed at me before. That's no, why we've been a bit tense. No, 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 I didn't scream. He, he's abusive. I'm not abusive. Consider this my SOS. No, it's not. She's lying. Even Never not. believe women. <laughs> uh, okay, take care, take guys. Care. Have a great week, guys. Have Bye, guys. Week. Oh, yeah, and um, buy tickets to our live podcast in Melbourne. Tickets. Tickets on sale and uh, come see our stand-up shows. Buy our tickets. In Spanish, it's biletas. Bye. Bye. <laughs>